Welcome to Freedon Business. He grew up in South Florida, has been in business here since the early 90s, and has closed over $3 billion in deals. He's seen it all. He always has an opinion, and he's always ready to share it. Informed, entertaining, and connected, he has his finger on the pulse of South Florida's business community. He's Jim Freed, and this is Freedom Business. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Freedom Business. No guest today, just me, so it'll be a, more like an opinion show today. Uh, I really want to thank our friends at uh, Opal uh, Conferences, uh, especially Dan Mador, who made sure that uh, I got invited again for another year to the Opal Real Estate Conference and Family Office Conference and ESG Philanthropy Conference that they just had up in Palm Beach. I uh, spent the last couple of days up in Palm Beach meeting a whole bunch of new people, seeing a whole bunch of old friends. High five to Jay. Um, high five, I said, to Dan. Um, we've got a lot of different people that I met, a lot of venture capitalists, um, real venture capitalists. Um, you know, people that invest in startup companies. Um, we met with a bunch of fund managers and a bunch of real estate operators, a bunch of RIAs, registered investment advisors. And so I got some very interesting opinions from, um, oh, of course, family office, single family office, multiple family offices. Um, I really not supposed to mention any of their names. So just suffice it to say that um, uh, everybody there was tremendous. Uh, shout out to the glue people uh, that were at the table. That's uh, They know who they are when they're watching. Uh, I, I introduced myself to some of the, uh, so one of the investment funds and I asked what everybody was there for. And they said, we're just the glue people. So that was great. Um, Cottonwood was on the panel with me. So high five to them. We had some Brazilian funds that were there that we worked with that were there. So all these great people were there and I got a whole bunch of opinions from them, and I kind of want to share uh, what I learned at the conference. Um, one of my favorite speakers was uh, a real estate in, real estate investment banker. Um, he was uh, in one of the one of the uh, initial speaking modules, uh, and uh, basically he said that the uh, economy reminds him of what he heard happened during the savings and loan crisis. And uh, I'd like to start off by saying I lived through the savings and loan crisis. In fact, right after I graduated college, I worked for one of the big accounting firms. And one of my first assignments was going to Louisiana and closing down some of the first SNLs. There wasn't even a, I don't think there was even an RTC at that point. I think we were just doing it for the FDIC or as some of my friends call it FIDIC. Um, and so I've got a real perspective on the dynamics that are going on in the real estate capital markets. Uh, we had Casey Conway on, on um, I guess it was the last show, maybe two shows ago. We didn't even touch on the bank failures that have been going on. Um, obviously, with SVB Bank, it was a real easy one to see. The first thing that we learned in uh, real estate when I got my uh, undergrad at UF, Real Estate Center for Study, Real Estate Center, um, was that the different lenders um, have matches in their terms. Uh, the life insurance companies go long because they have um, they have long-term liabilities and the bank should be rolling it over every night because you can pull your money out every night. So you have to match your asset term and your liability term. And that's what happened at SVB. They got way out over their skis. That should have never been allowed to happen. 
whoever the regulator was that's in charge of that place. Hopefully Congress gets that person uh, in front of them and fires them on the spot. Um, so, you know, I have experience with uh, times when the banks go out of business and have struggles. And I was at a meeting um, yesterday with one of the uh, lenders that was at the conference. And uh, we were talking about how it's time for new ideas. Uh, the lender was a C-Pace lender. Um, and, uh, you know, they're, they've been having a difficult time getting people to understand their concept. And basically the reason is because cash was cheap. Money was cheap this whole time. And just like the blockchain, blockchain technology that I'm working on, the digitized, digitized assets, there is no change in people's business behavior until there's a critical event. And right now, it, you know, people ask me what year it is. I don't know what year it is other than 2023. I don't know what inning it is. I still think it's spring training. But the reality is, is that when the corporate bond market needed to get liquefied, they created junk bonds. Michael Milken created junk bonds. When the RTC needed to have new capital sources for people to be able to buy their portfolios of properties, Ethan Penner came along and you can listen to him on the Freedom Business Catalog and Archives where we talk about the fact that if he had started too soon, there wasn't anything happening, no adoption. If he started too late, everybody was in it, but he started at just the right time. And now's the right time for new capital ideas. You've heard me talking about CPACE and other, other uh, episodes. You've heard me talk about uh, blockchain and um, security tokens and digitized assets. And I've got a whole bunch of people from the conference, the family offices, the fundraisers, um, the RIAs all want to learn more about that because they realize that the fact that they cannot get capitalized right now, one of the reasons is because it's 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 a shift in the entire capital stack and the entire risk profile for real estate. And they're willing to look at these new ideas. So my partner, Jim, and I are having phone calls today. We're meeting with uh, we're having a phone call with one of the big hotel operators Um the hotel operators that were at this conference can't wait to learn about the digitized assets because they've already done fractional uh, ownership, um, timeshare, um, quarterly shares, uh, semi-annual shares, people splitting it in half, resort ownership, interval ownership. And so they realize that the digitized securities are a great vehicle for them. So we'll be meeting with some more uh, very high-profile name brands in the hospitality industry and talking to them about them about our new platform. So a lot of the people that have had experiences in the past with uh, fluctuating capital markets and fluctuating real estate, um, when they're asked, what do they see? They say that the market is clouded. They're not really not sure. And everybody makes money in this industry by being able to see the future. And right now they really can't see the future. Many of the banks are having, um, imbalance issues. They have too much in real estate, uh, too much of their capital out, too much of their loans is in real estate. If the real estate values drop, just like it happened to this VB when the bond values drop, there's going to be a problem with their capital stack. Um, the banks have to have a certain amount of capital in order to make loans. They have to have certain ratios in place. And if they're if they lose a bunch of equity with write downs on their real estate, well, they're going to have problems and they're going to need to raise new equity. That's why you see all these injections of equity into the banks to help stabilize them. And um, that's coming. 
The banks have basically stopped making loans. They make loans with they they make quotes on the loans that are basically quotes that nobody would take. And there has to be a readjustment in the marketplace from the period of free money. Uh, I just saw a great frontline on PBS that talked about the period of free money and what it did and when it should have ended. Um, we can all debate on the public policies and who's responsible and everything like that. But the fact of the matter is, is that inflation was driven by a lot of extra money and interest rates were kept really low. And that acted like um, sugar to a diabetic to the development community. Now the development community, excuse me, <clears throat> needs to get used to a different capital source and capital is scarce. When capital is scarce, um, you need that. This is another thing that the, the family offices were talking about. Um, they're going to need to have cash and refinances. You know, where's that equity going to come from? Will it look like MES debt? Will it look like PREF equity? Will it be a new private uh, capital stack entirely? And the answer is yes. And uh, also our idea with the uh, syndication, the online syndication, the new syndication 3.0 that we're doing with the real estate tokens, the, the security tokens will be another source of capital. So all of these will depend on what source you're on. If you're going to get your money from an overseas source, it'll probably come in the form of debt. If it's going to be a U.S. investor, probably uh, equity. And you'll want equity because you want to go back to them if you need more. And believe me, if you can't see the future, you may just need more equity. So this is going to be the era of private debt, of private equity. And the debt funds will be very big players. I'm talking to a number of debt funds right now, helping, the, helping to recast the number of the deals that I'm working on. The CPACE concept will help people realize more proceeds and probably help the banks shift uh, some of their deals off of their balance sheet and onto the CPACE lender, even if they just shift a piece. And there are still people that want to do deals. There are still people working to do deals. One of the difficult things, and these are all things that the uh, pension funds and, and um, family offices were talking to me about. Uh, everybody wants to do deals, but they're not able to see what the current value is because the appraisals are always look back and they're not really able to tell what's going on right now. They also want to um, keep their powder dry, which is going to create problems because people don't know when to re-enter the market. Now, there's so much capital waiting to enter the market. I don't think we're going to see a doomsday situation where there's just a bottom that falls out. I think that you'll see the market stabilizing. I don't know when, but you know, the residential loan market uh, loan rates have gone from over seven percent to now uh, in the upper sixes again. So we've seen a stabilization, and um, um, so we have a question: Are banks rejecting at underwriting? Banks, thank you, Fernando. I, I greatly appreciate your question. Um, the answer is that. Banks are still underwriting transactions, but their underwriting is driving values and structures that don't work for many of the borrowers today. So the borrowers are telling me we have to go retrade our equity partners. Well, the reality is, is that the smart equity partner is going to understand what's going on. And it's better to have a little more equity and a little less debt. Because one of the issues we're seeing is with the rising interest rates and the unstable valuations, the people really don't know what debt is. I mean, what value is. So 
people may say, we'll give you X amount of loan to cost, but they also want to benchmark that against what they think loan to value will be because they always, the minute they make a loan, they want to know what the, what the exit for them is. So they're also stress testing what the loan you'll get to take them out is. And they really, a lot of them uh, did uh, three and five year mini perms. And again, remember with the mismatch of term, you know, your, 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 your deposits, their liabilities need to match up with their, with their long-term assets, which are the loans. So it's going to be difficult. They're going to want to, they're going to want to reduce the amount of debt that they have on any given property. And, you know, again, there'll be creative solutions to do that. One of the groups that we're talking to today uh, after the show is going to look at the securities tokens, and they're going to go to mom and pop and institutions to see if they can sell them equity on a fractional basis. I'm getting Mr. Mendoza telling me it's time for a break. Fernando, I hope that answered your question. If not, um, ask me a follow-up. I'm happy to answer your follow-up. And Mr. Mendoza, the rest of the time is yours until I come back. Well, I want to remind everybody. Oh, I forgot to do this at the top of the show, Mr. Mendoza. Uh, I want to thank our friends at Warren Henry. They've been sponsors for well over a decade. Um, thank you to Warren. Thank you to Eric. In fact, Eric was brought up to me by one of the family office people. They uh, they know Eric from a trip they're going to be taking together. Um, Eric is a very forward-looking futurist in his own right, and a lot of the people I know Really enjoy talking to Eric Day, uh, who helps guide Larry and Warren over at uh, Warren Henry Automotive. Um, and remember, when you're looking to buy or lease a car, you want to get every advantage that you can. That's why I have to check out Warren Henry Land Rover, Range Rover, Infinity, Jaguar, and now Lincoln. I should get my Lincoln hat. Maybe I'm going to go uh, in a minute and get my Lincoln hat on for them. If not, remind me next week, Mr. Mendoza. Put that in your notes. We'll wear the Lincoln hat for everybody next week. Those are all up in uh, 151st and Biscayne in their gorgeous showroom that they have. They've got all the little matchbox pushouts where you can see all the cars. It's gorgeous, clean as a whistle. Then in uh, Gainesville, they have Audi, another gorgeous store where they have those beautiful Audi machines. Down in the Keys, where I have yet to visit, and I guess I'm going to go down there this summer. I keep... Uh, threatening myself that I'm going to go down there. So we're going to go do the drive down to the Keys and stop in at the Warren Henry Automotive store down in the Keys where they sell everything. And of course, they've got their new store down in uh, South Dade as well, where they sell Land Rover and Range Rover. What do all those cars have in common? <clears throat> They're all great cars and they all come with the Warren Henry Advantage. Everybody who watches the show knows by now that that's a long list of services that they give. It starts out with, if you need a loaner, you call up Maytel Stark, my favorite service uh representative over there, been my service person for like a decade at least. Um, Maytel will make sure you get the right loaner. You get a loaner. Um, I've lost my keys. Everybody knows that. Uh, they've replaced my keys. They know that uh, I like to park close to the to the uh, curb and I scratch up my rims all the time. Warren Henry will polish up those rims. They'll give you a great value. They'll guarantee a great value on the trade-in. They'll guarantee that you're getting the best price on your lease or purchase. They'll give you a 72 hours to exchange your car. Um, nobody really does that because they're great cars. So join me, 
my mom, my beautiful wife, Vivian, we're all members of the Warren Henry family. Lots of my friends, lots of my customers. I guess, I mean, my clients, they're both the same. Uh, we're all members of the Warren Henry family. You should be too. Always the best price, always the best service, always Warren Henry. All right, everybody. Uh, Jim Freed here, uh, founder of Sandstone Realty Advisors. We work with uh, companies, real estate operators, high net worth individuals uh, to help them do their real estate projects. My personal brand is that I self-actualize by helping other people achieve their dreams and goals. I do that by solving their problems and bringing them peace of mind. You know, it's a very powerful statement, especially in times like this. Everybody is is kind of unsettled about what's going on. A uh, number of people uh, that are sort of young, they've never seen something like this. Other people say, uh, liken it to the uh, Lehman Brothers time. But uh, the reality is it'll be a fresh new way. And the only way to really do well during a period like this is to team up with somebody that has gray hair that's kind of seen it before, can help you open up the doors, can help build relationships, can get you in where other people can't. And that's who I am. I have clients from all over the world that trust my judgment, uh, Brazil, Australia, New Zealand, um, India. We're working with people from everywhere right now uh, on both the blockchain, uh, digitized securities, as well as the traditional capital markets. People that are having trouble getting their deals capitalized, they call me and they know that whenever they call me, it's always all about you. Welcome back to Freedom Business. Connect with us on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at Jim Freed or at Freedom Business and on Instagram at Jim Freed One. Now, back to your host, Jim Freed. I want to thank everybody for watching and tuning in on all the different, uh, the different social media channels. We get questions from a lot of people. We've had them off of LinkedIn, off of Facebook earlier today. Um, still waiting for a good one on Twitter, Instagram. So, um, if you're out there and you're getting social, don't forget, just hit us up. Mr. Mendoza will pass along the question and we really, uh, we really appreciate everybody participating. Uh, this is a one person opinion show today. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, I was up at the Opal real estate conference for family offices and, um, and philanthropic investing, met some wonderful people up there. We'll be getting some of them on down the road. Um, they're still, uh, they're all basically traveling back home. The conference ended about 1030 today. I want to thank Dan Mador, who makes sure that we get to go. Dan throws a great conference as do all the people at Opal. We've been going for, my gosh, close to a decade, probably really enjoy being a participant, typically work on, uh, speaking on the debt and creative financing, um, <clears throat> creative financing panel. I was on with a debt fund, a family office, actually a couple of family offices, and uh, we got some really good questions. Um, I got some really good insights. Uh, the number one thing people wanted to know is what's going on and what's the status of real estate capital and how come they can't get a loan or make a sale. I've seen it before. We're in a time of transition. This is sort of like the cone of silence period. Uh, there are people still trying to make deals, but it's tough to hit the loan to value, loan to cost target. It's tough to get a 
traditional bank to do a deal when they're basically over-concentrated in real estate as far as the uh, regulators are concerned. You know, real estate's a long-term fixed asset for a lot of them, just like uh, the bonds were for SVB Bank. So there's going to be a deleveraging period or a time when the banks are going to have to mark their assets to market, take either a hit on capital, raise new capital, merge. This is all probably going to happen, but it's a natural cycle. Um, it's something to not be afraid of. It creates opportunity. I could basically look at my personal resume and tell you when each one of the real estate cycles turned because I switched jobs and found something even better to do when I switched. So anybody who's out there who's nervous about what's going on really needs to look at it as an opportunity. Most of the family offices that I met with do. Most of the debt funds that I met with do. Most of the hedge funds and fund investors uh, I met with uh, all agree that it's an opportunity. The RIAs, the registered investment advisors that buy the shares in the uh, different funds that are going to be buying the tokens and the security tokens that will be uh, issuing for my clients. Uh, they're all interested in finding out what's going on and realize it's an opportunity. And what's an opportunity? It's an opportunity to do things a new way. So people are looking at creative new ways to do it. Uh, their eyes are open. I had a meeting earlier today with a new lender who's got a new program that really helps you know, banks get some of the uh, loan off their balance sheet. Um, it brings deposits to the banks, so the banks will be real interested in that part of the equation as well because the banks really need deposits right now because they have to have those the you know the uh, cash in the bank to have assets that they can lend out or or uh, have to uh, get their ratios in line so people are still doing deals people are still being creative on those deals the deal structures are evolving they're changing and uh, the the offshore funds are probably going to want to do debt deals because of the way that they are get tax treatment uh, the onshore uh, U.S.-based funds are probably going to want to do equity deals. Uh, my choice would be to go with the equity deal because when you have an equity partner, they can always put in more. Even if you get diluted a little, uh, you're not really going to go through a foreclosure. Uh, the worst thing that could possibly happen to you is that the bottom falls out of the deal, and usually you'll still be allowed to negotiate that you'll be left in for fees in a back end. So, um, you know, if you need a little bit more help in structuring how you're going to do your deal. Give me a call. I've seen it before. I'll help you structure your deal. Um, but the capital is scarce right now. It's, uh, you know, people still out there wanting to do deals. Um, there's venture capital out there. Uh, they're looking to find the new people and the new ideas. Uh, they're talking to my partner and I about investing in our new uh, platform that we're putting together um, to do advisory work on the Security tokens, of course, if it's overseas, we'll, uh, we'll do more um, with different structures, A, A plus, D, uh, we can do them all. So the reality is, and I'm going to close with this because it's an opinion show today, is stay the course. It's a natural time in the cycle. Surround yourself with people who've been there before that believe in you and align yourself with people that have deep pockets and dry powder. There's still a lot of sectors that are viable. It's the best time they've ever had in the hotel industry, for instance. So stick in there. It's going to be fine. Uh, the capital markets are there. The family offices are retooling and refocusing. The debt funds are out there to give you capital today. If you need some help with that capital, reach out to me. 
I want to remind everybody that my personal brand is that I self-actualize by helping other people achieve their dreams and goals. I do that by helping them solve their problems and bringing them peace of mind. That's what everybody right now is seeking, peace of mind. It's all going to be good. The real estate market will change and evolve. New opportunities are already presenting themselves between new structures and new uh, transactions to work on. And uh, we're going to close right now. I want to again thank our sponsors for over a decade, Warren Henry, Larry, Eric, Warren, Maytel, Ismet, the whole team over there. They treat us like family, Geo, everybody. Love those folks. And remember, we'll be here next Wednesday at noon with a new uh, show. Our show next week is going to be on the condo market. We're going to talk about what's going on in the condos. What are the opportunities with these older condos based on the condo uh, market? We're going to talk about what's going on in the residential sales and investing market. Um, so stick with us. We'll see everybody with a new drop on next Wednesday at noon. And uh, remember, one, oh, I want to thank our sponsors at the Bergstrom Center for Real Estate Study, where I get all kinds of great ideas and that's one of my affinity groups I belong to. Thank you to them for the great giveaways and all the other great stuff. I love mentoring the young people from UF and the other universities as well. Remember, the person who wants to do something finds a way. The other finds an excuse. Now go out there and make it happen. God bless you and God bless the United States of America. Mr. Mendoza, take us on a ride. <laughs>